This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. I love this. Nobody else will even talk about it. It's like, I've said it's like a crazy ant in the basement. Everybody knows she's there, but nobody talks about it. Now, whose fault is that? Not the Democrats, not the Republicans. Somewhere out there, there's an extraterrestrial that's doing this to us, I guess. <laughs> and everybody says they take responsibility. Somebody somewhere has to take responsibility for this. Now, just for the record, uh, I don't have any spin doctors. I don't have any speech writers. Probably shows. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. American Patriots, thank you so much for listening to the show. This is The Gunny. I had an idea because today is Friday, February the 5th. And that idea was Fridays is going to be my day when I get to just say what I think. Not going to go research and tell you all the things that's going on. I'm just going to tell you what I think. So today is what I think day. And I'm just going to flow with my thoughts and tell you on this Friday what I think. I'm going to tell you about my time frame of becoming a man. So I was born in 1963. And it didn't take but a few years after that, the Cultural Revolution started. And I felt, as a young man, completely disconnected with what was happening in our country during that time frame. I went to school. I did sports. I had fun. I went hunting. I did all the things that a young man did during that time frame before, quote, he becomes an adult. And I had no worries, none, about our country, what was going on, any of that. And then as I was going into my teenage years, going into high school, I started paying more attention to politics and more attention to what was going on. And this person named Ross Parole a billionaire from Texas jumped into the 1992 presidential race. And it's interesting how I all of a sudden made a connection with this guy because it just seemed like he was different. He was out of the ordinary. He was separated from the swamp in Washington and he had a unbelievable great voice, right? He had this nasal sound that came out of him and it just, it brought you to the screen so that you can listen to Ross Perot. And by the way, the introduction is the person that you were listening to. That is Ross Perot, a billionaire 
that was telling America that our country is messed up from a financial situation even before we were trillions of dollars in debt. He knew where we were headed. So I kind of attached to that when I was a young man, and that kind of made me think about politics and those kind of things. So I started watching and listening to politics during that time frame. However, I didn't get involved because, you know, that's their world. That's the billionaire and the po political guys. I'm an American. Uh, you know, I'm doing good. I joined the Marine Corps. I did very successful in my life. So why am I worried about that side of the world? And I, and I wasn't. I just carried on every day like it was anything. And those of you that know me know that I'm a, a, I'm a good-hearted individual and I care about people and I care about our country. But it's shocking to look back in those time frames of what was going on and as a young adult, I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't act towards the government or what was going on. I didn't become an activist. I just, hey, leave me alone. This is my life. And that's kind of how I was for years. Matter of fact, I didn't vote in America until the year 2008 was the first time I ever pulled the lever on a voting machine. Yes, pulled the lever, you know, not where you, you know, punch a ballot or go on an electronic system or whatever. Actually went in a voting booth and pulled the levers. And so I think back on that time frame, and of course the reason I did that is because Obama was in the race to become the president. Got nothing against this individual as a person. I had a lot against what he wanted to do with America and the direction it was going in. And I felt very strong that it was not the America that I grew up in. And I realized at that time that 90% of what I was watching on TV as far as political turns out to be a lie. They will lie and tell you whatever to get into whatever position they want to get into. And I didn't realize that until later, later in my years. So it's really a big lie. But the biggest lie to me of all is this, that we have been told that the D.C. establishment, that the swamp and these people that are up there actually represent us and speak for us. That is a lie. Today, and it's proven over and over again, even if you manage to get elected as a legislator from a district of conservative or, or Democrat district or whatever, and you get into that swamp and you disagree with them, it doesn't matter. They're going to eat you like piranhas. And it's continuous. So that's what I wanted to tell you what I've been thinking about. Why has Americans, even like myself, didn't see what's going to happen or what is happening 
in America. Well, Ross Perot seen that. Believe it or not, I think he was like the first Donald Trump. But he never had an opportunity to become president, so they got rid of him. He only got 19% of the vote because, again, he's running against both parties as an independent Republican and a Democrat party. So he didn't have a chance. But let me tell you what he did do. He stood up for America. He stood up for the values. He stood up for what was happening. And he tells Americans that our jobs are being sent overseas. And he explains that in detail. That's the biggest lie that they have covered up for years is actually taking our way of life, our ability to feed our families and transferring that to another country because it's cheaper to pay that labor than it is to pay that American to take care of their family. So Ross Perot, to me, is a hero. He died, he was 89 years old, and he passed away not too long ago, but I, I still think about what he said. I think about what he brought to America. But I still am massively confused that Americans just do not get it. The majority of this country don't get it. They don't understand that you just cannot accept What's happening? You got to do something. And then I'm not talking about just voting. You actually have to rise up against this swamp. We've got to have people, millions of people in this country, like Donald Trump has started, to actually change the environment and change the direction of the country. If we don't do this, the culture that the left has brought in and the communists has brought in, they're going to continue to do that. So listen to what Ross Perot says on this very short clip, which I agree with 100%, 1992. Can you even relate to this today? We've shipped millions of jobs overseas, and uh, we have a strange situation because we have a process in Washington where after you've served for a while, you cash in, become a foreign lobbyist, make $30,000 a month, then take a leave, work on presidential campaigns, make sure you've got good contacts, and then go back out. Now, if you just want to get down to brass tax, first thing you ought to do is get all these folks who've got these one-way trade agreements that we've negotiated over the years, and say, fellas, we'll take the same deal we gave you. And they'll gridlock right at that point, because... For example, we've got international competitors who simply could not unload their cars off the ships if they had to comply. You see, if it was a two-way street, just couldn't do it. We have got to stop sending jobs overseas. To those of you in the audience who are business people, pretty simple. If you're paying $12, $13, $14 an hour for factory workers, and you can move your factory south of the border, pay a dollar an hour for labor, hire a young 25, let's assume you've been in business for a long time, you've got a mature workforce. Pay a dollar an hour for your labor, have no health care, that's the most expensive single element, making a car, have no environmental controls, no pollution controls, and no retirement, and you don't care about anything but making money, there will be a giant sucking sound going south. 
So we, if, if the people send me to Washington, the first thing I'll do is study that 2,000-page agreement and make sure it's a two-way street. I, one last point here. I've called, I decided I was dumb and didn't understand it, so I called the who's who of the folks who've been around it. And I said, why won't everybody go south? They said, we'll be disruptive. I said, for how long? I finally got them up for 12 to 15 years. And I said, well, how does it stop being disruptive? And that is when their jobs come up from a dollar an hour to $6 an hour and ours go down to $6 an hour, then it's leveled again. But in the meantime, you've wrecked the country with these kinds of deals. That was 30 years ago. I was in my 20s when this was going on. Actually, I was 19 years old, to be exact when Ross Perot was speaking those words. So <laughs> nothing's changed, right? Am, am, am I, you know, off my rocker here? Nothing's changed. We didn't make any adjustments to this. You know why? Because unlike the Ross Perot billionaires that knew the power and the industrial abilities of America, you had entrepreneurs that created great things and decided, I want the money, not the country. So that's what I really think. I really think that the powers to be in our country today care less about the country and they even care less about you. And if we continue down the same road, your job, if it hasn't already been sent overseas, is going to go overseas. So to me, that's the biggest lie. The biggest lie is when a politician says, oh, it's about America and taking care. They don't care about you. They care about the big, gigantic dollars. And proof of it is, is the trillions of dollars that they have spent to squash you, to give you just enough to hang on and think you're doing good and basically provide a tit for you to suck off of. That's what they've done for a millions of people in this country. And in the meantime, the billionaires and trillionaires in this country are making their products everywhere else. And what makes it even more astonishing is we continue to buy those products. I'm with there. I'm with you. I'm there. I do the same thing. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to stop this. If it's not made in America by Americans, I'm going to do whatever I can to not buy it. And if I can't buy it in America, I'm going to make it. I'm going to do whatever it takes like our forefathers and the people that built this country to develop a way to take care of myself outside of the bureaucracy. And at the same time, I'm going to speak up against this government and against this bureaucracy that has taken it over. It's pretty much that simple. I'm tired, just like the rest of us. I'm tired of the fight. Not going to give it up 
but I am tired of it. I'm tired of listening to the massive lies that is coming out of what we call Washington, D.C. And it's taking great Americans from this country when they get elected into this office and they're absolutely tearing them apart. Just like that newly elected House of Representative from Texas that they voted out of any committees, this is how they function. If you're not with the swamp, you're against it. That's what I think today. And I wanted to explain that and get that across to you as listeners. And I'm pretty sure that those of you that listen to my podcast probably feel the same way. We're tired. But don't give up. Don't ever give up hope whatsoever. So the bottom line is this. The Constitution put the government in place and... The purpose of the government is to work for the people, not for the bazillionaires. And it's turned into that. So this is a very short clip from Ross Perot in 1992 when he was running for president again. And he cannot say it any better to an audience when you're talking about the federal government. Do you want a government that comes at you from Washington, or do you want a government that comes from you? Okay. Who do the people in Washington work for? Who pays their salaries? Everything I learned in school and everything I read about how this country actually functions is the government works for the people. They are there because we elected them and they're supposed to do what the people tell them to do, what's best for the people. Fortunately, I live in a state where the majority is a conservative environment. And I do believe a good number of the people in the state I live in do actually care about American people, but because there's one state in the vast of the 50 states in Washington, D.C., that I don't know if they have a chance. I don't know if they even have a chance to correct the direction that the country is going in. So I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to leave you with this. My biggest piece in my life, what makes me more peaceful than anything else is not that I have guns or I have freedom and the freedom of speech and all that stuff, which is great, and I'm going to fight for it. But the greatest peace I have in my life is through Jesus Christ. It's through the real ruler and king of all human beings ever. And because of that peace, I haven't lost my absolute mind as a human being in America. Gives me the opportunity in my heart to know that there is an end 
to all of this. And that end is something that no human, no politician can ever give to a person in this world. That's my peace. And I'm going to keep that peace. But at the same time, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to show up and I'm going to speak up to everyone that I know, everyone that I talk to and say, do you know what is really going on? You'll be amazed how many people live in a little turtle shell like I did for years and don't understand that the government is going to crack open that little shell that you live in and they're going to come for you and not allow you to live in that little shell of your life through taxes, through free, uh, lack of freedom of speech, through trying to eliminate the Second Amendment, all of these things. They're going to do this unless the mass population prevents it from happening. So I'm asking you to share the podcast for one thing. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing it to everyone you know. And at the same time, I thank you for being the patriots that you are and standing up for America. Last but not least, no fear ever. Do not have fear. And if you do have fear, turn that into action. I had that fear, and now I'm acting. I have no more fear because I'm acting. I'm doing something. I'm talking to my representatives. I'm talking to my community. So there's no more fear. It's all action. And no matter what the outcome is, I pray that the country comes back together. I pray that we stand on the constitutional values all the time. But for whatever reason, it doesn't. I know the ending of the story. I know what awaits me at the end of my life. Eternity with the awesome, holy God that created everything. And it's going to be a wonderful day. But in the meantime, never stop fighting. Ever. This is the Gunny, out.